of of faith, what you know, the fundamentals of what we believe, not salvation, but of what we believe in, or the the fundamentals of separation. What are you what are you willing what are the issues that you're willing to separate over and say, No, I'm not gonna have fellowship with you and um, the degrees of, of separation that, that go with that. Um, you know, in, in, as we've been studying Baptist history, there were people who separated over, when I say separated, separated to death over baptism, over the, the mode of baptism and the age of, of baptism and, and whether you're baptized as an infant or baptized only after being a believing adult. And you know, people gave up their lives for that. And that, w- that was a gigantic issue. Um, we don't see that as, as the... I'm not saying we shouldn't see it as the issue today, but we don't see that as an issue today, where we separate from other Christians over that issue, um, whereas we, w- uh, we would over, over some other issues. And, and so I said, which are we going to talk about today? And, and we kind of... Kind of uh, settled on on of the faith what what is what are the fundamentals of our individual faiths what what is it that we say this is this is absolutely fundamental to our our beliefs now several people jotted down the same ones that that were there they're still very important and the one that was the number one on the hit parade back in the original Niagara Bible Conference, was also number one here, the inerrancy of the Scriptures. And I, you know, I think you have to start with that because everything else is built upon that. And our first distinctive as Baptist is that the Bible is our only rule for authority and practice. And if, if that isn't without error, then we're done. But I think... In our day-to-day, it takes on perhaps a little different bent than it did back in the Niagara Bible Conference day in the aspect that we are living in a, a postmodern society. They were battling modernism, and that's why they came to, to that position that they were at. And modernism basically said, truth exists... And by human reasoning, we determine what that truth is. Now today, in postmodernism, it dismisses the possibility that you can be sure of anything that is settled and known as truth. It, it's really, our society embraces a rejection of Absolute truth. Different than years ago, we now, years ago it was, yes, there's truth, and science and human reasoning will, will reveal it to us. Now, it is, well, what's true for you is true for you, but it may not be true for me. And so, the authority of Scripture... The inerrancy of Scripture is foundational with this. Is, 
Okay, I think that, I know that you and I would agree, and I think almost everybody in here, if not everybody, would agree that, that the Bible is true, that the Bible is absolute truth. Right? Can, can we go with that premise, that the Bible is, there's no mistakes in it, he didn't mess up, there's, there's, there's no mistakes in the Bible, and what it says is absolutely true. And we can get it, and now we can go into some of these other ones like creationism and so forth. But, are, is there absolute truth <coughs> beyond the Bible? Are there, if there's things that the Bible does not address, then should there be absolute truth? I, I mean, I can give a ridiculous example of, of uh, you know, being a Dallas Cowboy fan, okay? I think that's absolute falsehood is what that is, okay? But, uh, but uh, Jason might disagree with me that, that, that I mean... Okay, that, you that ask the question and let's, let's see. Are there absolute truths outside of Scripture? For gravity. Okay. All right. Laws of motion and things like that. Okay. okay. See, we as Christians need to be wise in defending this aspect of truth. It's not that we're saying the only absolutes are the Word of God. What the Word of God addresses is absolute truth. And there are other absolutes, but we're living in a society that you are going to run into people, and to, to us it seems completely foreign. How can you say there's not absolutes? The law of gravity, the, the law that water freezes at 32 degrees, and so on. She was talking to Jeannie Leonard, and, and it was, you know, I don't believe that the moon exists. You know, I think it's, a, it's just you imagine that that's there. And, and this is a, if I said the girl's name, Mark would know her, and she's a bright student. She, but she's buying into the um, Eastern religions, the mysticism and, and things. And um, it's much more real than we'd like to imagine. But this inerrancy of Scripture comes back. Does Scripture speak authoritatively on issues? Has that changed since Scripture was written? Can we trust Scripture? And we would say, well, of course you can. But we're going to run into people that, it, that they don't. The concept of the Trinity was mentioned on a couple. And the, not only is the word Trinity not anywhere in, in uh, the uh, 
Bible, but it's also the concept of the Trinity is several steps. I mean, you've got to take, well, we, the Bible says this, the Bible says this, the Bible says this. Therefore, by logic, we put together the concept of the Trinity. There are groups out there who would say Jesus was absolutely the Son of God, but being the Son of God does not make you God. Um, is, is the Trinity a fundamental that needs to be defended? I, you know, it's not like we're going to be able to say, yes, this is true, but no, that's not a fundamental. But if G, the deity of Christ, if Jesus isn't God, then it, our faith is completely in vain. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, our faith is in vain. If he, if he isn't God, he is, he is a liar or he's a lunatic. Because he told people, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. So either he was a mental case that was imagining he was Napoleon or Caesar or whatever as you'd go to, or he was an outright liar. So, you know, there are many issues that... I know somebody out there is thinking this because I'm thinking it and I have a normal... But, but you, have, you have people who say, I have the president's ear. They don't literally have the president's ear. They have the... If you, hey, if you've talked to me, you've talked to my dad. You know? Well, do you have the authority to do this? Hey, if you've talked to me, you've talked to my dad. Now, it's, in other words, it's taken care of. You, know, you don't need to worry about it. I've got it taken care of. I'm not saying that I'm my dad. Well, and there are many, many other illustrations from creation. He created man in our image. It's, uh, it's an aspect reference to the Trinity. Um, but we can go into a study on the Trinity okay. at another time. All right. Um, probably the next biggest one on here was creationism. And um, at the time of the Niagara Conference, it's interesting that they included the virgin birth. People were, you know, I don't so sure about a virgin birth. But apparently creation wasn't an issue. Apparently, they, Now, today, I would... Venture, I guess, I think I've said this before, that there are many more people who believe the virgin birth than believe in, in a literal six-day creation of the earth and everything in it. Um, the vast majority of Roman Catholics that I know believe in the virgin birth but don't believe in creationism. Um, they might believe in intelligent design, that God was behind the whole thing, but not that God did it in seven days. Why do you think creationism is a fundamental? Jay, did you find that? Uh, no. Okay. Is, is faith and Bible-believing... Are, is that 